1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outcast Catholic. I'm Father Shane Demon. I'm Father Travis Crowdy. Good to be with you. And we are coming to you back from Lamar's, Iowa on Good Friday when we're recording this. That's
0: right. You will all have been rejoicing in the Easter uh, celebrations Mm -hmm. with this coming out on Wednesday of Easter week, which is great. But we're still in the Triduum right now as we're recording. And Mm -hmm. uh, Father Shane, you came and joined me before we recorded. Um, for the good Friday service, everybody gets very confused. They want to call it a mass. It's, it's not it's mm-hmm. the one day, the one That's day right. of the whole year that it's not a mass. Um, what do you call it? Conce- you didn't con- do you con celebrate? Did you just,
1: well, uh, we just prayed together, <laughs> just
0: prayed together with some vestments <laughs> on.
1: That's right. It was good. We, we commemorated together in Espanol, in Espanol was we commemorated Spanish. the passion of our Lord That's right. on good Friday. Um, yeah, it was good to be with your community. It was good to pray together. I don't get up. I don't usually when I'm up here I'm covering for you or Father yeah. Lawler. I don't know that we're actually concelebrating often together, though today wasn't know. concelebrating. But Whoa.
0: Yeah, I don't know the last time we did concelebrate together.
1: We were commemorating today. Yeah. Co commemorating. We've
0: got the couple trips this summer. We'll get to concelebrate plenty That's right. on, which would be really fun. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. It was it was nice to have you. Um yeah, it was good to to show off the, the Spanish a little bit and uh, my community. It was kind of a smaller crowd, but it was the the diehards were there today, which was nice.
1: It was nice to see them. Yeah. You know, it, we, you were obviously doing an evening Good Friday service, and they'd all been at work all day long, but they were still there. They were. It was were, good to yeah. see them. It was nice. Yeah. Um, you know, as it's Good Friday, the topic that I kind of want to discuss today, it's it's rather fitting, okay? Good.
0: Um, and Father, guess what? You're a scandal. Mm. It's like the favorite word of college seminarians. I don't know if I knew that word yeah. before I was in seminary, <laughs> but then you learn. You you go to college seminary. It's like anything and everything you do can be a scandal. Oh,
1: he had coffee with a girl. Scandaloso. <gasps> kind of okay,
0: this is probably like a little after your time. Um, you call me old. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember perhaps when you were just when you maybe when you were in like college or when i was a wee lad well no i'm just thinking when you were like just surfing the channels and you might have come across this and you're like, i don't want to watch that little kids watch that the the saturday saturday cartoon hit recess have you ever heard of that i have okay, not that was that was one of my childhood which was great okay and there was so it was recess so it was like on the on the playground and there was the ashleys these three um these three girls three characters and they they all said they kind of like the mean girls, but like a cartoon version Kay. and they would all, something would happen and they'd all together in unison go scandalous. Okay. So that's what I'm thinking about. I hope at least one of our listeners knew that reference. Otherwise I sound like a weirdo uh, for just saying that.
1: Um, yeah. I don't know how to follow <laughs> up with that. I hope, I, I hope someone has a reference to your childhood cartoon memories. Yeah, please, there.
0: Um, if anybody has, I'm not, if anybody listens, this will just show if there's any like yeah diehards listening. Um, if you've seen the, the show recess on like Saturday morning cartoons, let me know. Send us an email. That'd be great. Scandalous. So I'm a scandal, Father Shane. What do you call me out for like that?
1: You're a scandal. I'm a scandal. Everyone's a scandal. If you're following Jesus, you're a scandal. Mm. You know, and uh, on this podcast, what we're talking about and trying to strengthen and encourage our listeners in the face of feeling like an outcast in so many pockets, whether that's a small Midwest community and you just feel like you're, your church is just kind of, you know, stuck in a maintenance mindset if you feel like you're in a larger urban area and you feel kind of isolated and you really don't know kind of how to find, you know, support, especially for our young adults. Mm -hmm. Or if you just, maybe you're tuning into this and you just think the whole Catholic church is bogus and the whole church is an outcast and you have found the real truth outside of the church. Uh, Wherever you're at, it can be easily recognized that when you're living a a very strong Christian faith, you can be a real scandal to the Mm. rest of the world. Mm. Uh, You know, scandal in the classic sense that something that causes disgrace or something that causes or gives offense, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, something that's just a real source of shame almost. Um, And if you're really following Jesus, the world will take offense at you. The world might look at you and say, wow, what a disgrace you are. You know, just kind of resonating with, with Paul's letter, first letter to the Corinthians in chapter 1. You know, when he talks about, we are preaching Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the
0: Jews and a folly to the Gentiles. Um, Speaking of scandal right now, this is awesome. A what do you got? Family, the whole Banosh clan is walking in right now to pray the Stations of the Cross together. Well, what a scandal to the culture, you know, (laughs) how dare they on Good Friday
1: want to actually commemorate our Lord's suffering. That's that's
0: awesome. That's just a great two vehicles showed up to bring the whole, the whole, uh, the whole family. Good for them. That's great. Unfortunately, I think the church is already decorated for Easter, which is going to be an unfortunate, um, scandal. That's all right. You have, you
1: have beautiful, that might be scandalous to them, but you still have the beautiful stations of the cross prominently on the walls, So that'll, that'll guide their prayer. But to anybody, you know, as we're watching them come in through the yeah. windows here, to anyone in the outside world who looks at that like, what, you know, on a Friday, early evening, you're going to take time to go sit in church. Right. Um,
0: to be fair, that was a real connection I was making, not just being distracted by people out the window. Uh, well, I, I'm with you. All right, good, I'm good, with good. you okay. here.
1: <laughs> All of our listeners can visualize that. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that could, that can be a real source of disgrace. Like what a disgrace you are. You, It's Friday night. You should be going out having fun why aren't you as a family, you know, I right. don't know, in a big yeah. restaurant or yeah. a bar or something. Well, I just
0: drove by the movie theater and it was full. The, all the cars were there at the movie theater and I, I just kind of thought, huh? Like that that just feels weird for me cuz like mm-hmm. we just came from commemorating the Lord's passion and trying to enter more fully into that instead of just giving the kind of easy, oh, well, it's a nice free weekend, so.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, having just come from Good Friday service, not thinking about movie theaters would right. probably be the norm, right? Uh, but that can be, you know, th- that type of mindset, that type of mentality can be a real disgrace or can give offense to the rest of the world. Um, and I, w- I was thinking of um, Cardinal Sarah's book that came out a few years ago, The Day is Now Far Spent. Um, and he, he has these just real beautiful little gems, these these one-liners that capture so much about what's going on in our culture, what's going on within the church, certainly what's going on with the priesthood and its renewal. Um. But he was speaking in this text about the orientation of the church, like where it's ordered, huh, uh, where it's going. Where it's going, its mission. And he says that the church that has an orientation toward the world would mean a turning away from the cross to a renewal, not of the church, but rather her decline and eventual decay. And then he goes on to say that the purpose of the orientation of the parish. On the parish of the church, I think there's a typo there in my retyping of this in my notes, but anyways, the reorientation of the church can never be a removal of the scandal of the cross, but the revealing of of it in all its naked truth, shorn of all secondary scandals that obscure it, and that often conceal the folly of God's love behind the folly of man's own self-love. To put it another way, the Christian faith is a scandal for men of all ages. Yeah. You know, um, that primary scandal that, oh God would actually suffer, and that if you're going to follow him, you're going to be asked to embrace the cross yourself,
0: that, that really causes offense to the world. Mm-hmm. And, and you get these two options that Cardinal Sarah is saying. You can either lean into that and accept that and live the life of taking up the cross like Jesus invites us, or you have to turn away from it and follow the ways of the world because you said like that that classic understanding of scandal, but scandal on, right? Like when Jesus calls Peter that, this stumbling stone. Mm-hmm. It, and that does make sense. Like in this case where it like stops you like a speed bump. The cross stops you like a speed bump. The Christian life lived like intensely stops you like a speed bump. Whoa! Mm-hmm. So you either have to like slow down and intentionally like lean into this speed bump and like climb up it and go over it and figure out what's going on with the speed bump or just turn around and take another road. Right. Um, I think of that with a, a a friend who taught for years at Galen, um, who who changed to another Christian, but a, a not a Catholic school. They were sharing with me that in in so many different Protestant um, experiences, there is a move away from. This is an accusation that Protestants are going the way of the world, but there is a move away from things like Holy Week, Good Friday, focusing on the Passion of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And she was sharing how she missed the just like how deeply we enter into Lent and enter into the suffering and passion of Jesus so as to move through that to the resurrection. she was just talking about how they ended for for a break um, and they had an Easter themed chapel that even happened before Holy Week. Mm. And then somebody today that I ran into in the church when I was getting ready, they made a comment that, yeah, I don't I don't really like when Tuesdays and, and Fridays come around with the mysteries of the rosary, the sorrowful mysteries, those make me feel uncomfortable. Mm. And I thought, Oh, that's that's true. Yeah, that I'll is so dig true. That. And that's yeah, and I mean that is so perfectly articulating what you're saying that like the cross to the world is a scandal. Mm-hmm. So as Christians, we either get the option to, like Cardinal Sarah is saying, accept that scandal, live in that paradox, or just go the way of the world. Right. Yeah.
1: And if you you don't live in that, like if you don't want to embrace the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary, um, well, you kind of empty out this whole sense of what Jesus' love is, right? Uh, For me personally, I find the most fruitful mysteries of the rosary are the sorrowful mysteries. Um, You know, the joyful mysteries and the the luminous mysteries, the glorious mysteries, those are beautiful and, and profound and true in their own way. But it's a little abstract. You know, I can get my mind around Jesus sweating in the garden, right? I can get my mind around him being scourged. It's a little more difficult to imagine the resurrection and the ascension with like a concrete image, just for what the imagination could be focusing on prayer. But I I think you you just see love poured out so clearly, especially like in the movies that we have about the passion. Um I, I just think it's it's much more imaginative and you see you can really meditate on the great depths of what Jesus did for us.
0: Well, let's be real. You haven't yet experienced the glory of the resurrection or ascension yourself, right? But you've experienced suffering, right? Exactly. <laughs> suffering. I was just preaching about it, but I, I printed off. I didn't read through the whole thing yet. I want to later tonight. Um, but I was just kind of paging through some Dolores, mm-hmm. um, on human suffering by John Paul, the second, uh, and he, he like leans into that. He's basically like suffering is always going to be, and always has been a part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you do with that? You always have to ask why in the face of suffering, and Jesus gives uh, an answer as he suffers with us, right? Right, but <laughs> like that's not comfortable, and it's way easier just to avoid it. But you can't avoid suffering. Like mm-hmm. even if you try to avoid the scandal of the cross and go the way of the world, turns out suffering's still there. Mm-hmm. You can't avoid it. Um,
1: and the saints have always known that, right? The saints have known I can't avoid suffering, so I'm actually going to enter into it and find Jesus more deeply there. And in doing so, I will appreciate his sufferings for the salvation of my soul all the more. But I will also encounter him that as the cross has come, uh, and come they will, uh, I, I am able to detect exactly where God is at. You know, I was in a conversation with someone recently, and I pointed out, I can't think of any saints... Who had a, a a frequent devotion to praying before a statue of the resurrected Jesus? You know what I'm saying? I mean, and it's not like the great saints have like denied the resurrection of Easter. Um, but how many saints can we point to who spend hours and hours and hours meditating in front of a crucifix, meditating on the precious blood of Jesus dripping on the wood of the cross, and, and, and sanctifying the world? Uh, meditating on those those famous last words of Jesus from the cross. Uh, those are, I think, those moments where you just can connect with Jesus's sacred heart so profoundly. And, and that's not to deny the power of the resurrection, and it's not to deny the fact that the cross was always ordered towards the resurrection and the permanent conquering of sin and death. But to really connect with our Lord in his deep, passionate love, all the saints have pointed towards the cross over and over again. And, and they, they realize that they found Jesus there in a very profound way. And that sucks for the rest of the world, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to comprehend that God would actually suffer for us. And, and to find God's suffering and, and to encounter him in your own sufferings is uncomfortable, and that can be a disgrace to the rest of the world.
0: Yeah. you know, I'm thinking of this gospel value theme that we chose for Galen this year, and we have this big awesome poster that's just over there in the school. Um, it's from John. As well, I forget the verse. Maybe the maybe sixteen. Yeah, I think it's the high. Is that the high priestly prayer that that mm-hmm. it's like sixteen it's, it be in there. or eighteen or it would something? Would be in there. Yeah, yeah. It's that line where Jesus says, "In the world, you'll find trouble, mm-hmm. but take courage. I've conquered the world." Um We chose that kind of coming out of the pandemic and coming out of this just like transition time and trying to step into a more um, robust kind of accepting of Jesus conquering the world. But it's interesting how in the world you'll find trouble, mm-hmm. like. You'll, you find the kind of scandal of the cross, like Cardinal Sarah saying, but then if you like the saints, right? If they, if they embrace the cross, then they start to see the world for what it is like this trouble that's there, right? This temptation that's there that, that takes you away from the cross, Mm -hmm. but it's this invitation to no take courage. Like the scandal that the world then shows there's, there's no reason to be worried about that. I've conquered the world, Uh, but only like through the cross. Right. Right.
1: And, and I hope that our listeners hear that very carefully of what you just said, right? You don't have to be afraid. Yes, the world might take scandal at you. You're not intentionally going out trying to give scandal, Yeah, right? You're not trying to be a stumbling block to others. You're actually just, you know, when you're a disciple of Jesus, you're living a life of joy and vibrant love, and your faith is guiding you at every step of the way and forming your identity. You're not trying to go out and, and create stumbling blocks for people, but just being who you are, oriented towards a world beyond this fallen lifetime, just being who you are as someone who's actually interested in self-sacrifice, who's interested in you know mortification of the body so that the soul can keep growing, who's actually interested in growing virtue more than just growing your wallet, mm. for example. When you're, when you're doing that, the world might take offense at you. But again, that's on the world. Yeah. <laughs> that's on uh, the fallen world that has consistently chosen sin over God. Um, And so uh, how do you handle that? How do you handle that? For all of our listeners who are just sometimes maybe just kind of weighed down. I'm losing my microphone here. What's going on? For all of our listeners who might just be, uh, you know, kind of weighed down by, you know, the the struggle is long and the the journey is difficult and it seems like it's an uphill battle. Well, as you said, take courage because Christ has already conquered the world. Uh, and, and and if you feel like you're being attacked from people who are just like, get your religion away from me. You are. You who are, you know, kind of preaching the cross just by who you are and how you live your life, get that away from me. You're causing a disgrace in my life. Um, how do you handle that? Uh, I, I think, you, well, number one, you have to keep going because Jesus kept going all the way up Calvary. But number two, you don't give up on the fact that you are already participating in divine life you know the the foretaste of heavenly life to come is already here and now and so your the peace and the joy that should be filling your heart can also give an enormous amount of comfort and hope to the world
0: yeah and i think the other piece of that too is to to kind of reject the lie that it's not a scandal to the world I, this goes back to the christendom napstock mission uh, published by you mary mm-hmm. that I, we just we think sometimes we're still in christendom so we get so <clears throat> discouraged by the ways of the world. We get so discouraged. Wow, Why don't? Why don't our, why don't our kids go to mass? Why don't? Why don't my? You know? Why doesn't my family like go to mass? Why? Why does everybody like leave in the faith? Why don't we? Why don't we have the same devotional practice? Like, why aren't all the families coming here to you know do stations of the cross tonight? Where, why? Why is that going? It's like because a lot of people have gone the way of the world. Mm-hmm. And that, while that while that can be sad, like the church has been there before mm-hmm. like, in this apostolic time of the church, this like clear understanding that this identity that has been received by the Christian disciple through their baptism, through their following of Christ. that is troublemaking in the world. like that creates this trouble but they acknowledged that and they were they were honest with that and that led to tighter and deeper commun- community with one another. That led to like robust evangelization, right to recognize that yeah, there's trouble in the world, but Jesus has conquered that and we're trying to bring the cross, that stands the scandal to the world in the midst of that to bring like the victorious power that it, that, that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to, I think to sort of let go of the idea that we shouldn't be suffering as Christians or let go of the idea that like, this is supposed to be somehow easier than it is or better than it is or something. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's easy always to look back in hindsight and to say, well, although these glory, these glory days, of the, the church, I remember you asking us seminarians, um, early on in your tenure of of vocation rector, and it was early on in our ministry 2025 parish um, kind of pastoral planning stuff. You said, when do you, just as a seminarian sitting there, you said, when do you when do you think the glory days of our diocese were? And a, a few guys threw out ideas. Um, but one of the points you made was like, "No, I think, you know, there are no glory days, but one of the most, like, impressive times was the very beginning, like in the early 1900s where you had these, like, missionary priests traveling around to like German farmers who'd been here in this area for like years without a priest mm-hmm. and the like audacity of these men to like just ride a horse like 50 miles to celebrate mass in the way. Um, that's like, and that's pretty scandalous to the culture at that time. It's like, why are you killing yourself for this? Mm-hmm. Just Stay back in Germany. Like you got a nice church there. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but that built something, you know? So to just recognize that in some ways we're at that point, um, right at an apostolic point in the church where the cross is a scandal, but the world has trouble, and that Christ offers that victory.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so freeing us from that mentality, as you say, that we're supposed to somehow be comfortable in, in a very affluent church, and not just affluent like our our financial pocketbooks are, are are flowing, but affluent like everything is just supposed to be smooth and easy and and comforts and consolations are always supposed to be there. There's just no guarantees of that. Yeah, our Lord was a walking example of that. Certainly the apostolic church with the, the first apostles and the first witnesses, many of whom died as martyrs, there was just no guarantees that this was going to be an easy uh, downhill run mm. with smooth sailing. Um, but as scripture points out, you know, it's in the, in the face of the adversity, that's when character is, is you know, shown. Yeah. And that character you know, starts to produce endurance and, and all of that. All, of course, leading towards a vision far beyond this world. And, and when you live that out passionately, there will be people who take notice. They might first be scandalized by your Christian lifestyle. They might be first scandalized by your Catholic witness. But after a while, they start to say, "Like, gee, this person seems to handle suffering so much more peacefully or joyfully than I do. You
0: or know, is living so much more intensely.
1: Right. Um, intensely and intentionally. Right? And they, they just seem to have something that I don't. So, yeah, while the scandal of the cross can be very off-putting at first, um, for someone who just doesn't run away with it, or run away from it, but if they, if they actually look at the cross, and the cross visible in your life as a believer, to all of our listeners, you you actually embody the cross. You carry the cross with you in the way that you are a disciple of Jesus, in the way that you walk in his footsteps, in the way that you invite him into your life, your very witness gives a living testimony of the power of the cross. And the way that you do that effectively, joyfully, peacefully, if someone stays with you and doesn't run away from that testimony of the cross, then all of a sudden these walls that the world puts up can start to be melted. And they can start to look at it a little more deeply and say, oh, there's something here. This person endures in the face of suffering. This person loves even in the midst of rejection. What is it that's going on here? And all of a sudden, real evangelization is taking place.
0: That sounds like the stuff of saints.
1: <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's, I mean, like,
0: that's what saints are made of. That's right. great. We need more of that.
1: Right. That's what we're all called to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So for all of our listeners who are just you know kind of struggling with some of these things, um, don't give up. The fact that your faith is, is testing others is a scandal, but one of hope.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Send your questions and comments to outcastcatholic at gmail.com. Catch you next time, and God bless.